Hey everyone, and welcome back to another Now What Wednesday. Oh my goodness, I am so excited for my guest today, Jamie Monty. Jamie and I go way back. We actually worked in the advertising industry together at one point and just loved her. Like, we instantly had this amazing connection. She, like me, left the advertising world and jumped into entrepreneurship. And her story is a little wild. And so I'm so grateful that she's coming on today to share her story uh, with us. You know, there's relationship, there's personal stuff, there's business stuff. It's a mixed bag, which, you know what, is actually life. But what's really cool about Jamie is she is actually a CPA as her business. And that's, that's the business that she has now. And it's tax time, ladies and gentlemen. Yep, it's January. And so uh, what Jamie's going to share today is very perfectly timed because I know so many of you entrepreneurs out there are getting ready for taxes. Actually, everybody is. It's, it's the one thing, whether you're an employee or an entrepreneur, taxes is the thing that unites us all. So, uh, so excited for this episode where she's going to be sharing her story. So a little bit about Jamie. She is a chartered professional accountant, CPA, who is passionate about educating entrepreneurs. She is the creator of the Bookkeeping Bootcamp, a course that helps solo entrepreneurs create a bookkeeping system so that they can feel more confident in their finances, minimize their taxes, and increase profitability. She has over eight years of experience in the financial realm across multiple industries and specializes in working with service-based businesses. So without further ado, let's get to Jamie's story and her now what? Have you ever had a situation happen in your life that you weren't expecting, good or bad, and said to yourself or out loud, oh my gosh, I just fill in the blank, now what? Me too, friend, me too. I've had quite a few actually, and in the moment, I never knew what I was gonna do next. Of course, I had to figure it out, sometimes the hard way, but I did figure it out. So join me and some amazing guests this season as we all share our own, I just blank, now what stories, so we can all learn from their transformational lessons to help us all answer that lifelong and often paralyzing question, now what? Hello, Jamie Jamie. <laughs> Hello. My fellow curly hair girl. Oh my gosh, it's been so long since I've actually seen you and the curls. How you been, girlfriend? Oh my gosh, I've been pretty good, pretty good considering, you know, the state of the world. I, I have no complaints. So yeah, life's great over here. How about you? Same. There's way more blessings than there are things to be complaining or upset about. So yeah, the, the gratitude scale is definitely tipping on the heavier side right now for sure. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we have quite the story to share today. So I am not going to linger any longer with the pleasantries because we want to get to this story because I am sure it is just packed full of stuff. But before we do that, I always like guests just to share a little bit about themselves in their own words. Obviously, I just read your bio to people, which is amazing. But what else do you want to know? What What else do you want the people to know about you? So 
I guess my profession is as an accountant. I am a CPA, but I really more so identify as like an educator or a coach. I love teaching. My passion is like really about that spark that I see in my students' eyes when like things come together. It's basically what just keeps me going. So, um, which I will tell a little bit more about that in the story. But yeah, I'm. I mean, my my business is like my baby. I'm I'm obsessed with my business a little bit too much but other than that no I- such thing no such thing <laughs> but other than that i mean i'm just a city girl hanging around the city of toronto going for coffee socializing um pretty happy happy person and love to laugh so that's did you that's did you I get am. any um surfing in this summer oh my gosh no i didn't <laughs> So actually the surf season starts in like end of September, early October in in Ontario. But right now the waves are pretty amazing, but I have not, I have not gotten out actually, but I did head down to Turks and Caicos a few weeks back. So, okay. So that's, that's the kind of surfing that I would be open to do. I'm also a tropical girl, as you know, and (laughs) I'm, I'm heading to the beach real soon too. So, but yeah, I know you're a lover of all water sports. So I want to check in and see how the, if you, if it was a good camping season and all that good stuff. Beautiful. It was a beautiful camping season. Okay, good. So let's rewind the clock and take us back into time to this story that you're going to share with us, which I can't wait because when you told me a little bit about it, I was like, ooh, (laughs) tell, tell me more. So I, without further ado, go ahead. Let's take us back to the day. So we're going to go back to the day that you and I met, Jessica, because (laughs) that's where the story begins, is when you and I met in the advertising world. Around that time, um, so I was working as the director of ops. Yes, I was the director of ops at an advertising agency. It was a pretty sweet gig with like a really fun company and I was still not feeling it. I I think similar to you, it's like, you know, you wanted to do something. I wanted to do something different. I didn't know what I wanted to do though. Like you, I think had more direction than I did, but I had like one foot into the like entrepreneurial space at that point. Like I was still straddling. I was like one foot in corporate still, one foot out, but I was on my way out. Yeah. I had a little bit, maybe it was like four or five steps ahead of you. <laughs> yes, totally. I was just like, I don't want to wake up at eight o'clock in the morning and have to go to work. That was how, how much I knew at that point. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean I have to come into this office every day, Monday to Friday? Like, this is a crazy life. So at that time, um, that's around when we met. And I had kind of told myself, you know, I'm going to give myself six months in this role because I know that this is kind of as good as it gets in terms of like pretty sweet corporate gig, you know, company you love, around people you love, learning new things. Like I moved from accounting to operations. So that was a cool thing too. But I think I just knew I needed something different. I was like, just give it a full go. And that's around when I met you. And then I was creeping up to my six month deadline that I had in the back of my head. And naturally what happens is I feel like when you kind of let go of things, you you kind of like, I kind of let go of the idea of my current life. I didn't really like the apartment I was living in. I didn't want the nine to five anymore. And I went to a party and I met someone and I thought how normal it is to meet someone when you're like, kind of just trying to untether yourself from everything in your life. Right. Cause that's what people say. It's like, it's always like imperfect, perfect timing. Yes especially because I was like, 
I think I might travel a bit. I think I might leave. So naturally, I think that that was the vibe I was putting off as well, which is a pretty exciting vibe, right? Like this person is unattached, excited about life, you know? And so met someone around that time. I still, I was like in the process of giving up my apartment. Then I gave up my job. Things were progressing in the relationship. So that's like exactly when I met you. And then eventually I was like, okay, it's time to let go of this job. Like, for good for good and i'm gonna go do a yoga retreat so i figured i love yoga it might be a good way to me to figure out my purpose what i want to do but because i'm a cpa and i'm like very practical <laughs> i couldn't just go on a yoga retreat because that's like not really practical of me so i had it was like well i'm gonna spend all this money on a retreat i might as well just become a teacher because then it's the same then I there's like a cost, you know, uh, to doing this. And then there was like a benefit, like you were like tallying the like analytical part of your body yeah. with the let's get into my zone flow state, right? Okay, yeah, I can totally see you being like, well, if I'm gonna do it, I might as well become a teacher. Exactly. And I had no direction at that point. So I was like, I like yoga. So let's try this. So I and it was a good excuse to stay in Bali for an extended amount of time. because That's where I ended up doing my yoga teacher training. So I went to Bali, still was talking to that person I was talking to at the time, my ex, but, you know, we were letting things come into fruition organically kind of thing. Cause I knew I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to come back from Bali. What am I going to do? Cause I didn't have my place in Toronto. And then after Bali, I actually went to Europe for a little bit. And it's so funny because while I was in Europe visiting friends and family, cause I used to live, I lived in London, England at one point as well. So I went to London and visited some friends there. And I was telling my ex like, Oh my God, like I need to live in Europe. I just love Europe so much. I can't stay away from this place for too long. And he was like kind of weird in his responses. Like he was kind of like brushing it off a little bit. And I was like, okay, weird, whatever. Turns out he was waiting for me to come home to tell me that he had just gotten accepted to study in Paris. So he was like, what kind of weird, <laughs> your face is priceless right now. For all the listeners out there, my jaw is like little dropping because it's like the universe is like lining it up for you guys, right? Like you want to live in Europe, he's about to start, you know, having to move to Paris. Stars are aligning, stars yeah. are aligning. Stars are aligning and you're just kind of like, okay but things were still like i said we were just kind of seeing how things were going so we so we were like let's spend the summer really like investing in the relationship and so i came back to toronto and we spent a lot of time together i ended up getting kind of like a part-time consulting gig just to kind of pay the bills mm -hmm. I also had a moment where I thought I was going to live in Hamilton, which that went and came and went pretty fast. So I was like, oh, yeah, Michael, it's cheaper to live here, whatever. Maybe I'll do this. And then by the end of the summer, he went off to Paris and like a week or two into being in Paris, he's like, you should probably come here. I'm like, yeah, I think so, too. Because the truth is, when your boyfriend lives in Paris, you go to Paris. Yeah, I was like, I'm like, you mean you actually waited for him to go first? I probably would have been on the plane with him. I know, right? It was it's just one of those things where you're like in the first year of a relationship. So, you know, you know, there's a bit of risk involved, but it's Paris. So in, you know, Carrie Bradshaw fashion, <laughs> I went to Paris and it was amazing. You know, living there, you can't like I didn't stay there for a long time. But the time that I was there is beautiful because at the time I was still confused. OK, I had no direction. 
I'd finished yoga teacher training. I did some consulting work. I had zero direction. So I just was like, gonna latch on to his direction. Easy peasy. I'm like a lady who lunches in Paris. I don't have to have a job. I'm like going to French lessons and like picking mushrooms in the forest around my house. Like this is what I was doing. Okay. <laughs> like, I just want to be clear. That's actually what I was doing. <laughs> okay. So for all those listening who are like drop dead jealous right now, how <laughs> awesome does it sound to be like a lady of leisure living in Paris and going to cafes and drinking coffee and eating croissants, right? Like that's what you were doing. Exactly. <laughs> So. All right, you're not getting that much sympathy from me or the listeners right now, Jamie. So um, let's, let's dig a little further, shall we? It was a beautiful time. I'm not, it was honestly amazing. He was an amazing partner too. Like he was, he's an amazing partner, an amazing person, hence why we dated. And so it was just like, it was a really good time. What else did I do? Oh yeah, I feel like I did actually teach yoga while I was there though. So I have to put that in. I did teach yoga a little bit at the school there, which was really nice. And so that was my putting quotations work. But eventually there's something that you're like, okay, there's something missing here. There's something not right. Mm -hmm. And so the relationship ended in Paris. Okay. So yes. So it was, I don't want to get into too much detail just because obviously I don't want to share things that maybe he might not yeah, want to no, share. Not obviously. But things weren't working out. And eventually, like as soon as I knew that they weren't working out, because it was kind of like a extended breakup over like a few weeks of having a little bit of issue. And then you kind of have more doubts and more doubts. And then you kind of have to just call it. And that's what happened. So as soon as it was clear this was over, it was like I was on the phone with Air Canada, like immediately, even though I had friends there, like my friend, I, I actually just like disappeared, came home immediately to the point where like my friends were like, what's apping me being like, where are you? Like, why are you not like at the calf? Cause I would hang out at the school sometimes. Right. Like, and I was like, Oh, I'm back home now. So you ghosted. Was, yeah. I ghosted the entire crew. And I honestly, I feel like it was like one of those moments in your life where like you have your own back where you're like, okay, I could stick around and try to make this work and try to see if, cause, cause I, I kind of mentioned to you before that the breakup was kind of like first his idea. So but then things kind of got drawn out yeah. we were going to try and work on it. But then when I saw that the future wasn't there, I got myself out of that situation immediately and wasn't like, but this life, right? Because it was hard. Like I was, I knew that I had to come home and face the music that I had zero direction in my life and I had zero condo to come home to. I didn't have a job to come home to. I had just built these friendships in Paris and this relationship that is gone. I was pretty in a very dark place, we'll say. And I had enough strength at the time to be like, it doesn't matter. you got to go home and like figure your shit out. Like you can't live in this la la land for much longer, right? So yeah, I came back to Toronto and that's where I moved back in with my parents. I am so grateful that I have that option because I know that some people don't. Don't, yeah. And my, you know, my parents were, my parents basically want me to live at home forever. Like well, if I'm at home now, they'd be like happy. They'd be like, yeah, perfect. If you don't need to live in your condo, just come. There are some back. communities and cultures in which parents are very, how do we say, clingy to you until you're married, <laughs> right? Like there's no reason for you to leave home until you're married. 
Exactly. Right. And so exactly. you as a single woman in her, I think, what, early 30s at the time? Yep. Yeah. Your parents would have been like, Jeannie, come home. Bella, yes, we'll take care of you. Of course. Right. Like some cultures are very much like that. And other cultures are like, OK, what are you going to do? Because you can't stay here. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, very fortunate. I have similar parents, you know, who would have absolutely taken me in if I had shown up on their door after a, <laughs> a foreign affair gone wrong. That's what it is, a foreign affair gone wrong. And yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so good. So you got you got to go home. So you moved in with mom and dad. Yeah. And then I'm in my like 31 in my childhood bedroom with no job and no boyfriend anymore, too. So I'm like, OK, so. I have to start over again in the dating world. That sucks. And I still don't know what I want to do, but I really, 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 really don't want to put a resume together and apply to a job. Like, it's like, I just knew, like, I cannot go back to the corporate world. Like, I left the corporate world on purpose, but I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. So, so it was, a, it was a tough period and it was around like November, December. So I went to work for my dad's business for a month or two. And my dad, he has this business where he opens up stores all over Southern Ontario. So November, December is busy time for him because it's Christmas time. And, and so he was like, whatever, we'll just put you to work. I'm like, perfect. So I went and worked retail, uh, worked for my little brother who I love so much. And we, I went to Windsor and just like slogged it out and worked long hours in a warehouse for like for the holiday season you were you were seasonal season. staff okay? i was seasonal staff seasonal staff which is completely okay <laughs> yes and just like working through all the emotions like i just remember being like how am i in windsor and like and not even in like the city i was like we were in this like random we called it a shack at the time, but this random house, like outside of the city, like pitch dark. Like, I'm like, how did I go from Paris to here? Like what happened to me? And yeah, but it was, it was also really beautiful because being back at my dad's store and being with my brother was really like nourishing to my soul. Cause it's like, you know, you're coming back to your roots. Like I always used to work for my dad. My brother just feels so comfortable to me and the staff there I've known for a long time. Like they were always making me laugh and we would go out for dinners and stuff. So it was, it was dark time. Familiar, but, was, but you were in like a familiar safe space. Ex that's exactly it. So yeah. So, but it's funny because I did the drive to, from Windsor, Toronto to Windsor so many times during that period that, and I found this podcast, it's called um, Unfuck Your Brain. You've heard of it. But it's a Carlo Thiles podcast. She's a life coach. And so I listen one day, I just listened to like every single episode that she ever had on that podcast on my drive. And it I is a long drive. So for anybody who is not from Southern Ontario, like Windsor <laughs> is like the tip of Ontario on the other side of Detroit, right? Like right, right at the very bottom. And Toronto is like, what, six, five plus hours away? Yeah, I think something like that. So yeah, so... I listened to this podcast and I just felt super motivated by her. She had like a lot of concepts about unfucking your brain. So, you know, like how to deal with procrastination, how to deal with all these different things. So I booked a consultation call with her. I was like, what is this life coaching thing? Like at the time I'm like, what? Is I'd never heard of it. <laughs> now you can't throw a stone without hitting a life coach. Right. But back then a little less familiar. Yeah. I was like, what? Okay. Like, I had like, it was such a weird concept to me. So I called her and we had like a one hour consultation call 
And within the, the call, she called me out like pretty hard on like on my direction, essentially, because she was like, well, you're a CPA. So like, you know, why wouldn't you start your own practice? I'm like, yeah, I just like don't know. And she's like, I think that you just don't think you're like smart enough to start a practice, basically. And I was like, I think you're right. But you're I like, oh, damn it. <laughs> it's like you know when somebody says something to you actually I don't even think she said smart enough I don't want to make her seem like mean but it was like something along those lines like you don't think you can do it and that's the only reason you're not doing it It not because you don't want to it was a confidence thing completely yeah like stop telling yourself you're confused because you're not and so within that like hour call I'm like where do I sign up like I was like I got some work to do and I need you on my team to help me do this work so so I signed up and for like what her group coaching program that she was putting on and through that with that support and the support of my parents because I didn't have to pay rent I was able to (laughs) get my accounting practice off the ground pretty quickly you know she was really all about because because you know when people are in overwhelm and questioning things it's like you kind of just have to force into action like no more strategizing just take action now i take too much action so that's a whole other story i need to like calm down with the action but <laughs> the pendulum has swung in the other direction for jamie yeah gotta pull her back in yes we're like we don't need to start like 10 different businesses we can just focus on one so like yeah you know so then by just honestly and for everybody listening if there's anybody that's like I'm not sure if I can start a business or I'm not sure like things don't feel doable like I fueled the entire start of my business with one sentence if I keep taking action consistently I will create the life that I want Ooh, good mantra good mantra not overly positive not just like it's not full of woo right because that's what like a lot of what people resist about affirmations is they feel very woo woo right like mm-hmm. magically you know but that felt very practical for yes. your analytical accounting brain exactly, exactly. so you could believe it <laughs> exactly that really like felt good to me and i just kept building and building and then eventually i was doing some consulting doing tax work like filing people's taxes for them and then i started to realize a pretty clear pattern with small business owners with female women, small business owners that would come to me. I don't know about the males because I feel like I just didn't attract those as clients. But what I saw was that there were two types of people. There were the people that would come to me like way ahead of when the taxes were due. They would give me all their stuff. They would be ready to file on time, like way before the April 30th deadline. And they would not shriek at how much they owed. Like it was just like a normal thing. They would pay me, pay their taxes and move on with their life. Easy peasy, easy clients. What <laughs> percentage would you say were that group? <laughs> like, I feel like less than 10%. Less, okay, that was what I was thinking. I'm like, this is a very small group of people. Um, yes. And then there's the other group. <laughs> yeah. And then the other group are the ones that would come to me pretty late in the season, the tax season. They would usually end up filing like at the 11th hour or late. 
I saw I had a lot of late filers, which for me, because I didn't come from the industry, I didn't understand that was a normal thing. It would freak me out every time. I'd be like, but Jessica, I need you to send me this. And Jessica's like, there is a dead my business. Leave me alone. Like I'll file late. I'm like, doing other things. Yeah. So I'll get back to you on that one. And you're like, what? Yeah. I, I was freaked out. I was like, I gotta help all these people. get Because it was your priority, right? But it wasn't their priority. Exactly. Exactly. So like, yeah. So I mean, people were filing late or, and, and, oh my God, they would freak out, like freak out about how much they owed, want me to explain so many times why they owed so much. And like, you know, and they never, they rarely had any like questions about like going forward planning or like comparing year to year. Whereas the first group, they were like, that's what they wanted to know. Like, Okay, yeah. so what and was group two is completely reactionary. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's when I realized there was one key difference on how they did things that made that separated the two. I'm like, the group one are the ones that had a bookkeeping system. And the group two were the ones that did it. A box with receipts. <laughs> yes, exactly. If you're lucky too. I mean, I've seen lots of things like people just using your credit card statements, thinking that that's a receipt and lots of learning that goes with owning your own business. Okay, that- so that's like 90% of the your clients who were in this second, second group. And so yes. what did you do for these amazing people in your life? <laughs> well, I just was like, I need to teach these people how to do their bookkeeping. And so some people were for it, you know? So I started to just kind of similar, like consulting type work. I would teach people like, okay, this is how you set up QuickBooks. This is what you need to do. And I, that's when I started to see the like light up in people's faces, the like, oh my gosh, like I can see it clearly now. Like I know what's going on. Like this is what's actually happening in my business. Cause bookkeeping is like, the foundation to giving you financial reporting so you can like truly understand what's going on rather than like, oh, I brought in this much in sales. My expenses are about this much. Okay, that helps me with this. It's completely different than seeing like 12 months in front of you of like, oh, my advertising costs went up in April or this. Like those are two different types of understanding your numbers. And the feeling that people get when it clicks and when they're able to see it and then the relief that they have is just like magic because it's that relief of like, you know, when you're cleaning your house and you're like, put everything away and you like know where everything is and it just feels so good. Yes. It's basically that, but for your financial, like for your, for the finance of your business, you know, where everything is, you know, where everything went, you know, that your receipts are where they need to be. You know, that your clients are getting billed and followed up on when they need to be for payment. Like, it's just like, ah, everything's where it should be. And there's like a system. So you have the energy to focus on other really important things and not have that like worry in the back of your head. That's kind of always not forefront back, but it's always on. And so you're always kind of like, Ooh, can I actually buy that? Can I invest in that? Sure. Me. Is this a good time? Like you can't confidently make decisions because you always have this slight little uncertainty of, is there enough money? (laughs) 
Yes. Especially when you're like looking at your bank account, you're like, oh, I got lots of money in there. But you don't actually know how much of that is like accounted for. Accounted for. <laughs> and also people don't know it's it's impossible to predict your tax bill if you don't know how much money you're making. So it's it's like that's why those people that you know, the group one versus group two, it makes so much sense to me how that, because it's like, when you know what you're, how much money you're making, you can just throw that into a tax calculator and be ready and know, okay, this money is not mine. This money is mine out of what money is mine. What's going to go to my expenses. And then what's left is either invest in myself or, you know, go to Turks and Caicos for the week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and I'm pretty yes. sure group one also has the mindset of I happily pay all of this tax because I'm making some really good money. Okay. That is, I'm so happy you brought that up because that is like a very key mindset shift. You're never going to be like so happy to pay a lot in taxes. Like, but let me tell you the feeling of paying like a massive tax bill and having the money to pay it is a pretty boss ass feeling and the feeling of being like, I exactly like what you said. I owe more tax because I made a shit ton more money than last year. Like you can't beat it. It's a pretty boss feeling. <laughs> like it's very satisfying, but which group two is probably never even thought about. Yes. Because <laughs> yes. they're always playing catch up in group two. You're playing catch up. Reactionary. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. So you can never get ahead of it. And like, Usually the the first year. So now what I do is I teach people. That's that's what I do full time now. And there's always that first year, like where they understand what's going on. And then it's like, oh, so I got to pay what I owed in the past. And then now I got to pay installments. So what the heck? But then I'm like, no, 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 no. Just wait until next year. Because you have that like kind of catch up period mm-hmm. where you get what's going on. And then you're like, wait, so I have to pay all this money. And then the next year is when you're coasting. You're just like, okay, all right. So yeah, yeah, that first year where you're learning everything and they're going through your boot camp, it hurts like hell. Just like a physical boot camp, I'm sure, (laughs) where you're like, this burns so bad. But you're helping them build up those accounting muscles so that next season they actually got this under, under their belt. Exactly. You got it. And they do it with a group of other people going through it, which... I feel really eases the the pain because yeah yeah, the pressure because I think a lot of people also can be really self-critical which it makes it hard to to move through these finance blocks and these organizational blocks and not knowing what's going on whereas when you see other people going through it it kind of helps with the compassion piece for yourself because you're like oh I'm not the only one struggling oh I didn't know that either oh okay like we're all in this together. I feel less bad about it, you know? So, yeah. Awesome. So what a transformation. What's the timeline from you leaving Paris to you really being a boss in your own business? <laughs> okay. So I think I left Paris in like October, November, 2017 and January 2018 was when I started being coach. So that's when I started to get accounting clients like pretty quickly. But 2019 is when I went full on bootcamp because 2018 was like doing a whole bunch of different accounting stuff to kind of learn what I liked, what I didn't like and figure out what my passion was in that realm. But 2019 was when it was like, this is it. We are, this is the mission. We're going to empower as many people as we can to 
figure out their financial situation, have a system and like get that financial foundation in place. So 2019 was probably the year that and 2020 was like the best year in terms of like business working like a well-oiled machine. Awesome. Yeah. So you left Paris, um, what, fall 2017. So like November, yeah. right? Was a seasonal worker <laughs> with your dad and your brother. <laughs> and then, you know, ha- had your aha, you know, moments, got your coaching done, worked your tail off, action, action, action consistently. And then a year later, you were... I was really? back in the city. Yeah. <laughs> not at mom and dad. You're back in the city. You're out of your parents' house. You're living on your own. You got your own place. You got your own business. And life is life is on track for Jamie. Yes. I mean, I can't complain. This it's it was a lot of drama along the way, but life is on track for sure. And now it feels so good to be clear. Cause like I had zero, I had no idea what I was gonna do. And it's funny because I feel like I'm actually combining my work in the corporate world, because in my in the corporate world, I used to also, before I met you, my job was like for the parent company. So when the parent company would buy a new business and make them a subsidiary, I would go into the subsidiary and get them set up on our systems. Mm-hmm. So it's really funny because that's basically what I'm doing, except instead of using like a big global finance system, I'm using QuickBooks with small businesses. So that part came with me and then the yoga part was really important because it helped me to understand how to speak to people as a teacher and in the way that when you're being taught a subject that can be really triggering for a lot of people you kind of need that speak to speak in a specific type of way and to really understand what somebody's feeling on the other side and I feel that that's the yoga training really helped me to be a a great teacher. So it's funny how it's not what I thought it was going to be, but it's all kind of came together in the end. It was a really good investment. (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly. (laughs) And it was in Bali. So that's the bonus, right? Um, (laughs) Amazing what happens when we invest in ourselves, right? Even when it's coming at a time when you're like, should I do this? Like, this sounds, this seems crazy. It's like, maybe it's a lot of money or maybe it's like a lot of time. And you're like, can I afford to do this right now? But you will never regret investing in yourself. The payoff isn't going to necessarily be instant. You're not going to have instant gratification (laughs) and you might be paying for it for quite a while, but the investment down the road will come back at you tenfold, twentyfold, a hundredfold for sure. I agree completely. You're investing yourself is the best. Yeah. Personally, as well as professionally. So like, that's like you did, I think that was like a double investment. So you invested in your soul because you went and did the yoga to like center yourself, but you also invested professionally because then you, you got a skill out of it. You learned how to teach. Yeah. And not in the way that I was thinking I was going to use it. Right. Like Mm -hmm. I taught a few classes here and there, but it's, it's funny how this is where it, it landed so there's no such thing as a coincidence <laughs> but yeah so oh my gosh jay like that is amazing like what a story and this this is something that i didn't know like i i know you like we've worked together before obviously in the corporate world that's how we met and then you know we've we've intersected in different places you know you've done workshops with me and and all the stuff, but I didn't know about this Paris boyfriend story, <laughs> which is yes. kind of a pivotal moment here in the life of Jamie, as well as going back home and, you know, just getting recalibrated. 
Yes. And something that I didn't mention earlier, but I feel like was so important for me at the time was that when the breakup happened, like I was really like truly holding on to like that life was the life that I wanted. It was it like a lady of leisure. And what I realized was when I came back home and I did a lot of self-reflection with the coaching was that like, yes, like my soul wants to travel all the time. And Yes, I do like nice things. I like champagne by the sun. You know what I mean? Like, yes, but I don't need to get those from somebody else. And I don't need to get them from a, a partner and I can build that life for me. So that's was, I think, the big moment for me is when I decided you don't need to get someone to take care of you. You don't need to be like a woman that just has a dude that makes good money and takes care of you. You could do it yourself and love what you do. So that was like, big for me yeah ding 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 <laughs> yes. oh my gosh i love it because i was just about to ask you i'm like okay jamie like if you had three things to share but you already did right you just like <laughs> without even me prompting you for somebody who might be in your situation who have either like just got dumped maybe not in paris but just got broke up from like a significant relationship that appeared to be their ideal life mm-hmm. and walking away from that relationship and that life and feeling totally lost or somebody who's had to kind of put their ego in their back pocket and go home to mom and dad and restart from square one. It was as if you had just graduated university all over again, right? Like you had nothing. You know, those moments are real for a lot of people at a lot of different age stages, right? So I think the info you just shared and, and, and your story really inspired people to know, like it doesn't matter where you are, what the situation is, you could be on the other side of the world in a, by yourself, heartbroken, or, you know, sitting in your childhood bedroom feeling as though, like, how did I get here? Yep. (laughs) You can totally turn your life around with some vision and action. Yes, you 100% can. And you're not behind. That's what Mm. I want people to know. Like, I thought I was so behind in life. Like, I was like, what do you mean? I'm single again in my thirties. What do you mean? Like, I don't have a house. I don't have like, but it's like all the experience that you have to this date and making you who you are and who you want to be will, will come into play and like, you know, working towards your purpose. Like, it's like, I could have been like, I wasted like thousands of dollars on yoga teacher training, or I wasted thousands of dollars and years of my life as a, as an accountant. Yeah. But Cause really I don't need the CPA to do what I do now, but it helps but though for sure. They all help. They all. And I feel like it's, you'll, you'll never know until, until you get to a more clear area. So you just kind of have to, in absence of clarity, take action and just know that, you know, what makes you who you are now, like it comes into play. <laughs> love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, Jay. So what I love to ask all my guests is, Now what? What's going on? Tell us what the future has to hold for Miss Jamie. Oh my gosh. So now is such an exciting time because we are in the midst of launching the January cohort of Bookkeeping Bootcamp. So like I said, it's the the beginning of the year is like the perfect time of year to actually get your books together. And now this month is the first time that I'm offering three different levels of, of working with me in the bookkeeping bootcamp program. So I'm super, super excited to, to have this new offering. And so now what is really like 
check out the bookkeeping bootcamp, check out the link in the show notes. And if you're interested in getting your stuff together, let's work together and, and get it done before we get into the year. This is the time when you need to start getting your financial-ish together. <laughs> yes. So it's actually the best time also to put a system into place. So two things, right? It's like, yes, if your bookkeeping is not done for the year, get on it. But mm -hmm. also it's the best time to set up QuickBooks because it's actually like, you know, we have these New Year's resolutions and you're like, it's January, new year, new me. And everyone's, some people love it. Some people are like, that's bullshit, stop. The truth is, take it from my practical brain, that January actually is the best time to get your financial ducks in a because of the calendar year. Yeah, if nothing else, it's just because it's a nice little tidy calendar year. <laughs> it's a, that's where the tax year starts. So like, yeah. don't stress yourself out about the mess you made last year set up a system and then you can go back and fix the mess. That's what I tell people. The other day, my client said to me, like, I went out, I bought something for my business. I took a picture on the QuickBooks app. And then now I know it's just in my system and I never have to deal with it again. I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh my God. But it's like something so simple like that is like having that system to support you gives you that freedom. And then, you know, you can take your time from January to April to clean up stuff. Awesome. All right. So uh, we will make sure that everybody has all that info in the show notes. And where do you hang out the most? I am on Instagram all of the time. So definitely come hit me up on Instagram. I'm at Monty CPA. And I'm always giving away like lots of free tax tips, bookkeeping tips, dancing videos, all that type of stuff. So I'm always hanging out there. And actually, I have some free resources on that page as well. So definitely check it out. And also, actually, I have a free guide that's really amazing. It's called What the HST Am I Doing? <laughs> and I love that name. <laughs> it's the best I love it too, because it's just so silly, but it's an amazing, amazing resource. It's absolutely free. So if you want a taste of what it's like to learn these types of concepts, it's great. It also comes with a tracker that you can use to start doing your bookkeeping like right away. It comes with instructions on you know, how to set up HST if you've never done it before or how to know how it works if you've been registered for years and you're scared you're doing it wrong because there's always something to learn. So get the resource at any stage of business whether you're a newbie whether you've been five years in and have been just like flying by the seat of your pants or you're ready to scale your business and you need some systems in place because you literally can't do it manually anymore for mm -hmm. the volume that you're doing exactly awesome. and there's always aha moments wherever anybody is we're not all accountants that know this stuff and visit it on a regular basis yeah yeah that, that's your job um oh my gosh jamie thank you so much for this episode it was packed full of lessons which really reveal themselves in ways that aren't so obvious which is literally every story that i've had every guest on this podcast who shared a story there's so many awesome lessons packed into our life experiences you know what I mean? And that's what this, this show is all about is sharing them and helping not only the guests kind of have a few extra aha moments as they're sharing the stories, but using them as a teaching tool for other people who might be going through something similar as you, just so that they know like, Hey, they're not alone, right? Yes. Somebody else has been here and survived. That means I can also survive. Yes. And to just with waking up every day, knowing that whatever life throws at you, 
whether it be a breakup or unclarity or going back to mom and dad's house or feeling like your life is not where it's at, you can figure it out. You can absolutely figure it out and move forward and get your life back onto a track that you are in love with. Yay. Well said. Love Thanks, it. Thanks, girl. Okay, so that is uh, it for us. Thank you, Jamie, for so much for coming on the show. Season two is kicking off to be pretty stellar, if I don't mind saying. <laughs> and it's January, everybody. So if you're listening to this episode in January, make a commitment to yourself that you are going to get your financial systems in place. So go get that download from Jamie, set yourself up on some accounting software, whether that be QuickBooks or something else you want, but use the new year to get yourself on to a good, setting yourself up for success, I guess is the best way to put it, right? Mm-hmm. Clean up that mess on the counters. So Clean up the mess on the counter. <laughs> Love it. Okay, so if you found this episode helpful, head over to all your platform places and give it a like. And if you loved it, share a review. And if you know somebody who might be in some financial mess with their bookkeeping, forward this episode to them because this could just help them get their stuff going. And if you know somebody who's had a similar story about life breaking up, not knowing where to go next or have found themselves back home at mom and dad's in their thirties, unemployment, unemployed, all those things, (laughs) share this episode with them because it just might help them figure out their now what. All right, that's it. Have a great day and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it more than I can say. Did you love this episode of I Just Blank, Now What? If you did, be sure to subscribe on your fave podcast platform. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. I do love reading them. And if you know somebody who's experiencing this story or something similar, please share this episode with them. It just might help them figure out the answers to their own Now What questions. Have you recently had a now what moment and aren't sure what to do? Reach out to me at jessicastevens.ca and submit your story and I'll help you figure out what to do, how to move forward and help you answer now what. See you on the next episode.